Alrighty, everybody. Good evening. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast on the eve of a full slate of Sunday games in the NFL, which includes a London game this week, uh, the Denver Broncos and uh, their quarterback, Russell Wilson, who uh, apparently was doing a lot of stretching in the aisles on the way over. Um, they'll be opening up against the Jaguars in London at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. An interesting week ahead, Wiz. Uh, you know, I've got some concerns about maybe, uh, you know, f- from a fantasy perspective, of course, injuries are always a part of it. And um, it could be a really big part of it this week with uh, a number of guys uh, out of action. And in addition to that, we have the trade deadline coming next week. And you could see guys sit as a result of that, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance that, it, you know, a trade could get ironed out on, you know, Sunday morning and they'll, you know, they, they, you know, they'll tell the coach not to play a guy or he's sitting. The GM has made a deal, and you could, I could definitely see that happening. Um, you know, if a player is heavily involved in a, in a trade and just kind of like working out like kind of maybe some money issues and some other stuff, um, you easily could see that happen where they're going to keep the player out so he doesn't risk getting hurt in the game on both ends of that trade. So I know Brandon Cooks is um, – a player, uh, David Montgomery is another player that's kind of been mentioned uh, as well as Jeff Wilson. So we'll see what happens <laughs> in the next 24 hours. Do you have a sense? I'm just curious. Do you think it, there's one player that's in your eyes is definitely going to be moved? Um, I think Brandon Cooks is going to be moved. It just, it makes sense. Um on just that, you know, it's it just a lost season already for the for the Texans, and um, if they could get some value for him, and kind of the the you know the Rams make sense, the you know losing out on McCaffrey to the Forty ers they got to try and get some firepower, and uh, it's just been no good with the running game, and it's been Cooper Cup, and Allen Robinson's been a tremendous disappointment. They get Van Jefferson back, but. Um, at the end of the day, I think Brandon Cooks would be like the one player that I would say, yeah, that would be the guy that I'll put my money on that would get, you know, is going to get moved. But um, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll, there'll be others as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the Kareem Hunt camp. I just think uh, uh, the Cleveland Browns and Kareem Hunt, I, I, I don't see that lasting past this year. So I think that's a player that you could see definitely move. And they have some depth in that running back room as well. No, I, de- I definitely agree. I just think, um, you know, again, the Rams are got to be in business for all, all of these players, uh, especially, you know, what's taking place with Cam Akers and the fact, again, that they lost McCaffrey out in a bidding war to the uh, to the 49ers. They got to be in on all of these players. Uh, you know, their window is uh, it's kind of closing here, I think. Yeah, no doubt about it. Okay, and remind everybody, too, for week number eight, no Los Angeles Chargers and, of course, no Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so you, you're missing out on a couple of uh, strong offensive players, obviously. Um, so let's get going uh, with DraftKings Wiz and uh, rankings. Let's go right to the quarterback position, which, which to me, like at first glance, I don't want to jump the shark here, but uh, tons of value at quarterback. Yeah, for me on DraftKings this week, um, you know, there, there are a lot of good options to choose from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for Kyle Murray this week. I think this is a big week uh, for the – that's going to be a, a game where you really want to stack lineups with quarterbacks and receivers. So I'm loving Kyler Murray. And then I kind of want to go down, and I'm interested in Sam Ellinger at 5000 So I'll pay up Murray at seven 
over 7,000 and uh, Ellinger at 5,000. Um, he may bring some, you know, running and, and, and yards, rushing and, and, a, and a game where um, he, I think 5,000 is fair value for him. And then at 6,000, I just want to fade Matt Stafford with that aff- a bad offensive line against a very, very good 49er def- defensive line is, uh, is a bad combination for me. So mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, Sam Ellinger, Fading Matt Stafford, but uh, they're all good options. And uh, what say you, quarterback? Yeah, I'm gonna. You know, there's a lot of rust. I still think on Dak Prescott was, and um, I know he's going to be about Ezekiel Elliott this this week, and you know Pollard will play a prominent role. But I'm just not sold that the Cowboy offense is clicking on all gears. So uh, that's the one guy I fade just at just at his price point. Um, I, I went down a little bit the same game that you looked at. The, 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 I, I like the Vikings coming off the bye week uh, against Arizona in this one. So Kirk Cousins at 6,100 is appealing to me. And uh, I'll just say this. If Amon St. Brown is cleared to play, which looks like is going to be the case, I, 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 that's, a, that's a depleted secondary in, in Miami. Uh, that's a, by the way, that's a game I'm looking at that spread. That, that's one of those troublesome spreads when I look at this week in terms of the Detroit Lions against Miami Dolphins. But I like Jared Goff at 5,500 wins this week. All righty. Uh, did you say, did, oh, okay, you're, you're fading. It's a dag. And uh, what, are you, what are you doing at running back? I'm fading Jonathan Taylor. Was, um, can't do it. Um, I, I, I want to see what everything looks like in this offense uh, in terms of Indianapolis, what they do with with the rookie quarter with well, for, first time starting quarterback in Ellinger. He's not he's not quite a rookie. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has had a very disappointing year for anybody that drafted Jonathan Taylor in in a snake draft or has paid a premium for him in an auction draft. Um, you're probably sitting near the bottom of your standings unless you did everything else correctly. Uh, but I'm going to fade that player. Wiz. Uh, I think there's a lot of choices at running back this week um, with with value. Pollard is going to be an extremely popular play uh, at 6,100, which I do like. I like Raheem Mostert at 5,900. Uh, I dipped a little bit down, Wiz, for kind of a, I'm not going to call it a break the slate guy, but I just think the way they used their two running backs last week against Tampa Bay. Uh, but Ramon Blackshear from... Uh, from the Carolina Panthers, there's no Chubba Hubbard this week. And a 4,400, I think there's some value there, Wiz. Yeah, he's an interesting player. I picked him up in, uh, in, in one league with the moves on Thursday. I'm with you on Mostert. Pollard is going to be highly owned. But, uh, you know, I think if you, don't, if you don't mind, like, being with a lot of people, I think he'll just produce at that salary of 6,100. And, you know, everybody is able to run the ball down the throat of the Houston Texans. Derrick Henry, you know, I, I just – the one thing is, you know, with the Malik Willis quarterbacking this week, are they really going to try and stack the box? But then again, I'm thinking – I don't think it's going to really matter. So Derrick Henry, for me, also, I'm going to pay up for 8400 And my fave is going to be Josh Jacobs this week. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy running the ball against the Saints is number one. He got a tremendous workload, number two. Uh, so I, I think – Considering the defense and the fact that he got a lot of carries last week, they may ease up a little bit on him and get some other running backs involved in the game. Just at 7,500, I want to fade uh, Josh Jacobs this week. All right. Uh, I, I like the thought process. I like the thought process. And uh, I like the Derrick Henry discussion because he's in my prop bets. So we'll discuss that in a little bit. But uh, on to wide receiver, Wiz. 
Yeah, like I said, I'm going to stack and pack everybody in that Cardinal Viking game, and I'm going to start over DeAndre Hopkins catching ten balls off, off, you know, missing the first six weeks of the season. I'm going to pay up on him. I'm going to stack Murray and Hopkins, Chris Olave as well. Um, just against that Raiders secondary is just awful. Uh, DJ Moore look like DJ Moore of the last three or few four years. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that continues. So uh, Hopkins, Olave, and DJ Moore for me, and I'm gonna fade just on price. Pittman at 7,200. I think Ellinger actually is going to maybe help Jonathan Taylor a little bit in the running game, but I, I just feel like at 7,200, there are better options. So I kind of want to fade Pittman. And um, I didn't see his salary because it's involved in the London game, but I think Christian Kirk has to be faded. Um, the Denver defense has just been murder on slot receivers this year. And, um, I just want to stay as far away from Patrick Satan as possible. So uh, Pittman is my fade as well as Christian Kirk. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little th- thematic here in terms of the Indianapolis Colts because I do want to see the offense. So like you, I'm fading Pittman. Uh, the two wide receivers that I like at, at kind of slightly higher prices. I love Jalen Waddell at 6700 this week, Wiz. And as well, you mentioned the Raiders secondary. It's putrid. 6000 Alave. I'm, I'm right with you there. Um, I'll wait for my break the, break the slate, guys. There's three guys I have at wide receiver, so I'll wait till we get to that uh, for my wide receiver. But I do have three more wide receivers that I want to look at. All righty, and uh, why don't you uh, take us out at tight end here? I love Will Disley, 3,200 this week uh, against the Giants. Um, the Giants aren't particularly good against tight ends. Uh, there's no DK Metcalf. You need it. You, I think you'll see both Font and, and Disley on the field uh, plenty of time, but I think Disley's the guy that's going to be the beneficiary. 3,200. I'm not sure what the status is of Darren Waller. You and I have talked about this player all year long. Even if he plays, I'm staying completely away from Darren Waller. Yep. I'm going to start with my fade, and it's Darren Waller. Uh, we don't talk about any of these stuff before we do any of these. We, we don't do a show before the show, so we don't talk about this stuff. But we're, we're usually kind of like on the same page uh, with the fades and the guys that we like. So I'm, I'm with you on Waller. If he plays, I'm still just going to fade that player. My tight end that I want to play this week, and I want to put in all of my DraftKings lineup, and is also my break the slate player, is at 3,500. Irv Smith, Arizona Cardinals have just been unable to cover any tight ends they've played. Now they're going up against the Vikings offense where the secondary's got to worry about two receivers first and foremost. That's going to give Irv Irv Smith Jr. a ton of room to operate. I'm loving Irv Smith as my break the slate guy and my tight end that I'm going to be playing in every lineup at 3,500. Yeah, I I agree with the uh, the exact rationale. Uh, It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mentioned three receivers, Wiz, um, for different reasons. You know I love this player. He's going to appear in my prop bets, but he's also in my DraftKings, especially with the injuries that the Jets have. And I'm not sure what Elijah Moore's usage is going to be, but I like Brian Berrios at 3,700. Every time he touches the ball, he does something. I don't think the Jets use him enough. I think they're going to wake up, and I think he's going to be much more active in this ballgame. Philip Dorsett is somebody to watch. Nico Collins is out out of this game. I know Chris Moore is also here, but at 3,200, I think there's a chance Brandon Cook doesn't play in this game. So at 3,200, I like I like uh, I like Brandon. Co- uh, sorry, I like Philip Dorsett, and this is a player that two weeks in a row he has scored a touchdown for the New Orleans Saints. He's made a big play. 
New Orleans still has a plethora of injuries at wide receiver, right? You still have no Landry. You still have no Mike Thomas. And who knows when they're going to get in the field? Uh, yes, Callaway and Traquan Smith are there. But I'm just intrigued to see if, if the Saints will get this player involved a little bit more. I just want to double check his price here. Hold on. Uh, yeah, he's up to 3,600. Shahid, <laughs> Shahid, who scored that long touchdown last week. Rashid Shahid, 3,600. I have a feeling he's going to be a little bit more involved this week, Wiz. All right. Interesting players. Uh, Dorsett is one of these type of guys that could only catch two or three passes, but it, you know, you you could get a, a long touchdown at him, which is a tremendous uh, asset on DraftKings if you're playing. So some interesting selections. Let's get to our wagers. Let's get to our prop plays first. Uh, I have a handful. How many prop plays do you have? Yeah, same thing. I got like five, five, five prop plays. So we we, we can start there. Why don't you why don't you lead us off here? All right, I'm going to start off early, very early. I'm going to start off with Melvin Gordon over 12 and a half receiving yards. Um, this is a Jacksonville defense that the running backs just are, it's easy to throw the ball for running backs against them because they really come with a hard pass rush. So either teams have to check down because of the pass rush or they set up screens. Deion Jackson, the game he filled in for Jonathan Taylor, caught 10 passes. Um, or, you know, Austin Eckler, um, Antonio Gibson caught eight passes. 12 and a half yards receiving. There's only really two running backs that are going to play. And between Gordon and Murray, Gordon is a way more accomplished receiver out of the backfield. So I'm going to go Gordon over 12 and a half receiving yards. Irv Smith over 30 and a half receiving yards. That's a lead pipe cinch. Raheem Mostert, uh, the Lions have just been gashed against the run and Mostert is just getting all of the lion shares of the carries and uh I don't know he may do that on one carry I just feel this could be the type of game where he has one of those 80 yard touchdowns so Mostert over 16 and a half yards rushing and then 99 and a half yards rushing I know they're going to stack the box against Derrick Henry I still have to play over they just have not stopped anybody and now Derrick Henry with that running game that offensive line that wants to run the ball I'm going to go um with those three and then uh, those four. And then my one under is Josh Jacobs under 18 and a half receiving yards. Like I said, I think the usage is going to be less than it's been. The Saints are terrific against running backs, catching the ball. So four overs and my one under is Josh Jacobs under 18 and a half yards receiving. What say you this week? Yeah. So um, yeah, philosophy is a little the same. Uh, You mentioned Melvin Gordon. I'm actually thinking the same way, and, and it's starting to evolve more where, for some reason, I think it's kind of snapped into the Washington uh, commander's heads, the way, the way to use Antonio Gibson. And Gibson has become a, he's become the more explosive part of this backfield duo, but I love his over 14 and a half yards receiving. He's the guy that's actually been a beneficiary. McKissick has kind of been pushed away a little bit. So I like over 14 and a half yards receiving for Antonio Gibson. I'm double playing Derrick Henry's yardage uh, this week, over 99 and a half yards rushing. So I love that as well. <clears throat> we saw what happened uh, on Monday night with the Chicago Bears, the way they used Justin Fields. I think that will continue over 48 and a half rushing yards against a very good Dallas defense, but that's the effective way to use this player. And I mentioned Will Disley, over 25 and a half receiving yards. I'm taking the over on Will Disley, was. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely understand that. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on the Henry. I prefer Rose Tannehill. Um, there's just a lot of things, you know, going, little nuances with a new quarterback coming in there. And um, so a little concerned with that, but I really think he, you know, he's, he's going to get that irrespective of uh, Malik Willis making his rookie start. And uh, in terms of games, unders and overs, sides, how many do you like and uh, how many do you love? Uh, I have four and one I love. So four you like and one you love, or no, no, four, four total, but one, okay. one of those picks I love. All right, so why don't you start with the ones you like and then build it up to crescendo to your top play? Yeah, the Bears showed me something. Is I don't, I don't know if I'm falling into a uh, complete lull here. I think they're much better coached than they have been previously. I think they lack a lot of talent uh, on both sides of the ball, although. Uh, it's an improving defense, and I'm not completely sold on the Dallas Cowboys at this point in time, but I like the Bears getting 10 points uh, against the Dallas Cowboys this week. Um, it's going to be a little windy. It's going to be a little rainy in Seattle. 44.5 is the over-under in that Giants-Seattle game. I'm going to take the under in that particular game, Wiz. Um, I'm going to go to Monday night, and I'm going to flip the flip sides the other way. Cincinnati against Cleveland. I think that's going to be a high-scoring ball game. 45.5 is the current line. I like the over in that game. And the Bills have been resting. The Green Bay Packers stink this year. The Bills have been crushing people. They are the best team in football, in my opinion. And 10.5 points is not enough for Aaron Rodgers and his puss that we have to look at once again. Uh, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers to get destroyed by the Buffalo Bills. By over three touchdowns, that's my double play of the week, Wiz. All righty. Um, I have one play that I'm playing this week. There are a couple of games I was looking at. I was looking at the, the Texans. Uh, now the line has moved to them minus two. I think, you know, the Titans are an overrated team. But I don't know about the point spread now, laying two points. So it was a game I was looking at. I was also looking at the Detroit Lions. I think they could exploit Miami secondary. And I, I don't like the way Miami looked. Um, I'll be honest with you. Miami didn't look great since that, since that you know, that, that crazy game against Buffalo where they won at home. I know most of those games were, were with Bridgewater. But in the last three quarters of the game, uh, on 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 Sunday Night Football against a depleted Pittsburgh Steelers team, they really couldn't do anything offensively. So I was kind of looking at the Lions, but I'm gonna go to the game that the line looks ridiculous, and this 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 theory never fails to me. The Minnesota Vikings are at home. They're six and one. Their one loss is actually a good loss. It's at the Philadelphia Eagles. Now you never want to lose a game, but if there's certain things that are, as a, a good loss, it's that loss. They they have one loss. They're off a bye week and they're at home to Arizona who doesn't have James Conner. Marquise Brown is out. Um, their, their team hasn't played well and the line is only three and a half. I'm not buying that one, one bit. Give me Arizona plus three and a half. I'm taking him on the money line. They're going to beat my beloved Minnesota wow. tomorrow. <laughs> and this line just screams. I've seen this over and over so many years of looking at lines and betting games that this one is just, I'm not even bothering with the three and a half. The spread's not going to come into play. I think it's going to be a wild and willy game, um, but I, I like Arizona plus the three and a half. So oh, that's, that's my uh, play uh, of the day. That's fascinating. And, you know, like you – uh, so I, I would say the one line that stood out to me, like a stink line, like that you, ju you just mentioned, 
I felt that Detroit-Miami line is off when I looked at that. Um, and I thought about taking the Detroit Lions for kind of the same line of thinking, but I find it fascinating, especially knowing that this is your Vikings. So you're, show, you're, showing, you're showing no true colors here as a fan. This is... No, when it comes to this stuff, you just have to just take, remove all emotions from it and personal feelings. And this line is just... There's just something wrong, and we'll talk about it next week. Either I'll be a genius or I'll be a dummy, but I think, like I said, not only will Arizona cover the three and a half points, they're going to win this game, and uh, I do think there's a chance for it to be a wild and willy game with uh, Arizona putting up a lot of points in this game. So that's going to be my one one play of the day. And I have to say, I did look at that Green Bay Bills game, but I just look at the Bills on both sides of the football, and everything that I read, the body language around the Packers, it just... just, I mean, everything says, to your point, like if you look at that line, you'd want to bet the Packers, but I just don't see them, especially coming off a bye week. I see a, you know, a, 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 t- a team that really is charged up to really prove that they're the best team in football this year, and that is the Buffalo Bills. I hear you, but I just want to say that that line got up to 11.5 points. It's down to 10.5 now. There's some pack of money coming on that one. I don't know. I mean, conventional wisdom says that, you know, but – that Buffalo should blow them out at home, but we've seen Green Bay in these type of situations where it looks like, you know, they have no chance, and then they put up a game that kind of surprises you. But, uh, uh, you know, irrespective of all of that, I'm, I'm going to take a pass on that game. So uh, I wish you the best in, in your games, and uh, I hope we hit all of our games. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe the Green Bay Packers will go back and look at that uh, game film, if you remember the game. Well, granted, it was a very windy night, but the, the game where Mac Jones threw just three passes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I have to say the usage of the Green Bay running backs has been one of the most infuriating things that I have witnessed this year. I mean, people, we, you know, a lot of people took A.J. Dillon earlier in drafts as well, figuring that there's going to be a 1A and 1B, both of those players. But just the play, everything has been, dis- everything around about the Green Bay Packers has been disappointing this year. How about that defense? I mean, the teams are moving the ball up and down the field against them. They came in and they're supposed to have, like, this elite defense and Sean Douglas and all of this stuff going on. And uh, to your point, it's looked bad on just about every single level imaginable with Green Bay, from well, the front office to the coaching staff yeah. to both players on the line of scrimmage. And who knows, you know, does Brian Dable, you know, you know, again, like you have a situation here where Brian Dable and the, and the Giants, they pummeled them in London, right? The Jets beat them. So there's the Jets and the Giants taking them out, and then they lose to another backup quarterback in Taylor Heineke against Washington, right? And here comes Josh Allen off of a bye week. I, I just... Yeah. I'm just saying that, that what they have, lo- who they have lost to, and 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 the seasons still has to play out, right? The Jets and the Giants have had a wonderful start to the season. They've surprised the hell out of everybody. Hopefully, it can continue. You know, I like the Jets' win totals. I got a chance to win that bet this weekend. Um, how nice would that be against Bill Belichick and the Patriots? But but you know that was that was a bet that I liked before the season, and and it's turned out rather nice. Um, the Giants have surprised the heck out of me. I knew Dable would make a difference, but like, if you look at what the Packers have done against those three teams, and now they have to face this, I don't know. Very, very daunting for that team. But anyway, uh, a job well done as usual, Wiz. Um, enjoy your Sunday of football and early, early morning again, everybody. Remember, 9.30 uh, in the morning Eastern time. We, we've got that... Uh, 
Green, uh, sorry, Jacksonville hosting the Denver Broncos. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, good luck in everything Wiz, that you're doing. And uh, have a good weekend, everybody. And we'll uh, back, be back with you guys next week. Goo and Wiz Fantasy Football on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You got it.